It's time for Watch and Learn, the show where we discuss the life lessons we learn from the movies we watch. Today, Dark Phoenix. Hey, hey, movie maniacs. My name is Sky, and I'm here with my brother Dusty. And I know, Dusty, you love those huge amorphous space clouds, right? <laughs> Was that the one from Green Lantern? I mean, did they did they take a page out of DC? I think they did, but I think a Green Lantern might have come after Fantastic Four with their Big Cloud Galactus movie. And oh. the nothing in the never-ending story as well. There you go. Dude, those are the best. It makes me feel like it's such a good movie. Wait. No, this movie <laughs> this movie was was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> just my goodness, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh just I mean I knew it right from the start, man. Big amorphous cloud, not sexy X-Men uniforms. I mean, you knew you were in for a, a bad movie. It it just Okay, so here's what's funny. Um I watched the I guess the previous one was um Apocalypse? Apocalypse. Yes, I watched that one. I absolutely hated it. It felt like a comic book. Like it didn't feel like a movie. It felt like just like a made for TV movie or something mm-hmm. like that. It was bad. I didn't like it at all. And so this one, I was cautiously optimistic. Oh, no, I wasn't even optimistic. I was like, I'm going to go watch it because it's an X-Men. Kind of like the last Star Wars that came out. I'm going to watch it because it's Star Wars. But that last Star Wars made me realize I'm never watching another Star Wars again. So let's not do that. And then, so after Apocalypse, I'm like, let me give it one more shot. And this came out. And now I am thinking I am absolutely not going to watch another X-Men. What about you? Well, no, I will when they get to the MCU because I'm sure Kevin Feige and whoever ends up writing, you know, X-Men movies and stuff, I am sure they're going to do a better job than Apocalypse and this one. So I'm on board as long as it's not just a Fox production again. And you know what's crazy is that um, this, uh, the writer and director for this movie, he is the same guy who did uh, uh, X-Men The Last Stand or X-Men Part 3 that had the other Dark Phoenix storyline, which that movie, that was a terrible movie too. So they chose the same guy who wrote and now directed both movies. I just, I don't understand their logic there. I don't either. And I did read something that this was supposed to be two different movies, but Fox jammed them both into one, which maybe that could do something with storyline. But at the same time, like the characters, I just don't like the, um, the surly, no, it's not surly. Is that the, uh, um, like, like, um, uh, you talking about Cyclops or no, not Cyclops. The, um, Jean Ra- Grey. No, Raven. Oh. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Raven, yeah. Raven, I'm like, that character is so horrible. And it, in fact, Jennifer Lawrence just looked like she hated that role or she got the same stone face, you know, stone, stone face uh, coach from from the last, uh, what did we watch last time? Godzilla. Godzilla. You know, the, say, the same coach. Like, Jennifer Lawrence did horrible. I, I just like, I absolutely, like, every single time I looked at her, it reminded me of Captain Marvel and I felt like I was getting punched in the face. By looking at her. I'm like, this is horrible. And a big thing, like Jennifer Lawrence, she or the, the character, Raven, says, you know, maybe I, I don't remember the last time that you actually took a bullet in the back in order to save somebody. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the last time that happened. So we should start calling it ex-women because women are saving all the men. I'm like, are you how stupid is that? Like, are they trying to jam something down our throat? Is that what you're thinking? Yep, that's what it was. It was just throwing a little bit of uh, feminist propaganda in for no good reason at all. 
Yeah, <laughs> when she said that, I, I didn't watch any of the traders like we never do. And I was like, what? What did she say? Like, he's in a wheelchair. Like, he's literally in a wheelchair because he was trying to save you. Like, oh my goodness. Some people yeah. have short memories. No, they do, without a doubt. Um, They have a big history going back to when she was like nine years old and broke into his house and and he took her in and everything, but uh, but still, it's it's just a oh, this movie just really bummed me out. But you know what was kind of interesting? Normally, like a movie like this that you don't like, like it feels like it's a slog. It's taken forever. You can't wait for it to end. And literally, while they were doing that train fight, that train battle at the end, I thought to myself, "Is this the end of the second act? And are the aliens going to escape with her body? And then they have to come back, or is this the actual end of the movie?" So. It, this was a really weird movie for me in that I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it, but I wasn't necessarily bored the whole time. Like the movie was just meh, just a meh movie all around. But it's not like, I don't know. It's just weird. I wasn't bored. Were you bored throughout the movie? I wasn't necessarily bored. No, that's definitely a, a good thought that boredom was definitely not there. Um, but at the same s- time, I wasn't enjoying myself. Yes. I mean, because it was it weird. Was so, so it was I think you're hitting on the head and nailing the head really, really well. Blah. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. blah. Because you're right. I wasn't bored. I wasn't gouging my eyes out or anything like that. Uh, there were some times I was kind of like interested, but there were so many holes. There's so many like the storyline wasn't developed really well. Now, here's what's funny. So my wife, so our kids are at VBS, Vacation Bible School, and they had... The only time that I could actually see the movie was at uh, 11.45. Well, she had to go pick up the kids at 11.45, and it's about a 15-minute drive away. Anyway, she gets back at 12.15. I'm like, ah, no big deal. I'm not really big. Like, I'm not so concerned to miss the first part. So I pull up right when um, they are in the middle of um, saving that spaceship, you know, saving everybody on the spaceship. Oh, okay. So, So I walk in there. Did I miss anything in the beginning that I need to know? Uh, no, you did not. We, uh, you get to see in the very beginning a a small, like, eight-year-old or seven-year-old Jean Grey meeting Professor X, telling her, I will take care of you. You're not broken. I will help you learn your powers. But that's really it. That's all you missed. Okay, so, now, help me understand. Why was Jean Grey able to be inside the spaceship without a spacesuit? I guess it's her telekinetic powers maybe making a little air bubble around her that we didn't see or didn't know that she had. That's, let's explain that. I mean, please help me out. And so all of a sudden, this huge anamorphous blob is flying around and then it sucks into Jean Grey and nobody thinks, hey, where'd that thing go? You know, hey, mm-hmm. let's... And so it's like, let's just check her out. She seems fine. It, it just, it, it didn't develop well. It just seems so crappy. I agree with you. And you said that you had just watched uh, Age of Apocalypse or whatever it was to get ready for this movie, right? Oh, no, it was a while ago when I watched the Apocalypse. Okay, well, at the end of the Apocalypse movie, she, I can't remember what it was, but she beats the Apocalypse, the bad guy, the main character, or she does something. And then at the very end, like her body flares up in flames and it's shaped like a phoenix. So it's weird how they kind of like in the prior movie, they introduce that she has a phoenix force in her. But in this movie, she doesn't get it until the space cloud flies into her. Just kind of a a stupid thing they did in the prior movie. It's like this movie ignored a lot of the past. Well, I think that's what every movie in this series has done. You know, the first few X-Men were pretty fun, pretty enjoyable. We had Wolverine and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I don't 
I guess I just really don't like starting with the old X-Men with the older um, Jean-Luc Picard. And then you flat, you now doing, let's do the first class. Let's go back in time. And, and now like everything that happened back then, it's like, she's dead now. Why in the world was Mystique like Raven older? Like it's just all this time stuff. Like they're, they are horrible storytellers. Like whoever's doing this whole process, they are just, let me just figure it out right now. Who cares what happened in the past? What's going to happen in the future? What do I want to make sense now? Or, you know, as best they can, it just sucks. Like there's no logical, um, yeah, train of thought in the storytelling. Yeah, I agree with you, but it, it would appear that they have a lot of the same writers from movie to movie, but maybe their mandate is let's just make a comic book movie, have fun with it, and if things don't necessarily jive, so what? Our audience is 14-year-olds. Who cares? I would, you hit the nail on the head again. I thought the same thing. As you're saying, I was just thinking, they are thinking our audience is stupid, so we just need to yeah. throw you know popcorn at them and throw some lights and you know make it a little flashy, and that, that they'll be okay with that, but it's proven to be wrong. They made the the movie it cost them 200 million dollars to make which is not astronomical i mean it's it's a lot of money but we've seen other movies that are um out 40 all, million and for yeah, this kind of stuff yeah a lot more and so when i'm looking at what they've made the opening weekend they made 32 million dollars just 32 million dollars for such a huge and obviously apocalypse sucks so bad so the people were thinking oh man i don't really want to watch this yep. and i didn't I didn't want to watch it other than like a $5 theater. So I went to the $5, you know, uh, AMC thing. But Community of Ghost Ride is $136 million, which is definitely good. They might break even, but with all the marketing and stuff like that, it seems like it's, it's a loss for them. Yeah, it, it definitely does seem like a loss. And, so let me oh, ask you, let me ask you about these alien guys. Did we see who these alien guys were before? No, and at one point in the subtitles, they mentioned the name like Benarians or something. I've never heard of them. Maybe there's somebody from the comic books, but it's just a, a, a one-time generic alien species who can shapeshift, and that's all we know about them. And somehow they can also house the power of the Phoenix, I guess, and control it. I, I guess. Well, if that, that, that power can destroy their entire planet... Why can this one try to hold the power? It just, it it made no sense. You know, these guys come out of nowhere. They said, oh, our planet's gone. We're trying to rebuild our, play, our race. Well, and, my guess oh, is ugh. they had their own alien who took hold of the Phoenix power and then destroyed their planet like Jean Grey might have done. That's yeah. that's my, <laughs> that's me trying to put some logic to the situation. Now, I don't understand why this alien race is totally fine with killing off an entire other race. Like, can't you just live there with them? Like seriously, what you, you take their shape? Oh no, man, there with them. you know how aliens are. They always want to come take our stuff. That's what it is. Yes, they want to dress like us. They actually want to dress in our skin. They want to drive our cars. Yeah, that's totally. Right. Have you ever seen yeah. They Live? No, I don't. Yeah, you you have. So. We saw it when we were kids. It was the one with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Aliens come in. You could only see the aliens and their weird faces if you have those special dark ray bands on. Yeah, ray bands. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I one of that. one of my favorite scenes ever from a movie. He walks into a bank holding a shotgun, has those glasses on, sees aliens, and he says, "I'm uh, uh I came here to do two things: chew bubble gum and kick ass. <laughs> and I'm all out of bubble gum." <laughs> And then he starts shooting aliens and stuff. It's a really good scene, fun stuff. But uh, yeah, that's what aliens want, man. They want to be like us. They want our trees. They want our water. They want to watch our Punky Brewster TV shows, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I thought that antagonist of that one character, just rather 
rather silly. And uh, anyways, so there were so many other bad things. The one thing that I did like, I guess I really liked Magneto, like the character of Magneto. Yes. Really, really cool. Now, here's the the thinking. You know, obviously, he's got this one island. They're kind of secluded and everything like that. So Jean Grey went there to try to figure out... Like the, the question was, how do you kill people and not like it? Like, how do you stop? But she says, but I do like it, and I want to keep doing it. Like, it's just... I, it, the story, the, the writing is horrible. Yeah, totally. I agree with you there. I mean... Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, it, it makes sense that Magneto is totally willing to kill people, but... And now you want to, I, yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I would have understood it more if she went there just for help because Magneto is a super powerful mutant. Just help me in controlling these powers within me. That would make more sense. Absolutely. Here's another thing that was irritating. I saw this. Um, so I remember in past shows, or actually it was, um, was a first class, I think, where um, Raven now said, I am no longer going to be, uh, like, make myself look human. I'm going to be myself, all blue and everything. Why in this movie does she automatically change from being Raven into herself? Like, what? You mean when they were at the X-Mansion? Yes. Like, why is she changing back? And so this is something I heard. I don't know the rumors, if it's right or not. But apparently Jennifer Lawrence thinks she's such a big star that she fought hard and won that she didn't want to be dressed up all the time as, um, you know, Raven or Mystique. And so she wanted to, you know, be her normal self and not have to put that makeup on, which I don't blame her. It takes a lot of work to put that stuff on. But I was like, yeah, she, she was taking pride in not being human and being blue. But now she just changes back. Like storytelling is just horrible. Yeah, I agree with you there. And it makes sense to uh, to accede to your biggest actress's wishes. But I bet you another wish was her of hers was, kill me. I don't want to be in this franchise anymore. I think that's what it was. And they did a good job of that. Um, I didn't, with when she went up to um, Jean Grey and was trying to calm her down, I didn't feel any, like, acting ability out of jennifer lawrence in that scene like i was like good i'm glad she's dead that was good <laughs> yeah i wasn't bummed that she died i was kind of surprised that it would happen i didn't think they would kill one of the biggest stars but you know they did to up the stakes to make it feel more important but maybe they were also okay with killing her and knowing that they are not going to do any more x-men movies that it's going to go to kevin feige and the mcu now maybe they were okay with that and they're also okay with, like man she's asking too much money let's yeah. get rid of her <laughs> oh yeah she's one of the reasons why it's 200 million without her it probably would have been 180 yeah. uh you know at, 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 at least and mm-hmm. so also why in the world does storm have an accent uh well in the prior movie well she's always i can't remember the comic books i think she's from Africa. She's not an African American. I think she's African, some country in Africa. And in the prior movie, they found her, or Apocalypse found her and took her as one of his acolytes when he was traveling the world looking for mutants. Yes, so she's right. from there. Oh, okay. So that. But Halle Berry, not, you're probably exactly. used to Halle Berry's character. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that was the mistake. Was Halle Berry's character not have? Okay, yeah. that makes some more sense. Now, here is something that I I wanted to bring up, and I think you're probably on the same boat. I really like the new Juggernaut as opposed to uh, the last Juggernaut that we had. So the new Juggernaut inside of Deadpool, super fun. It seems like Deadpool and Juggernaut should go really well with regular X-Men, get rid of like everything that they've done, like literally fire everybody who's ever been a part of X-Men, redo everything, bring it apart of the MCU, and start fresh. What do you think about that? 
100%. Yes, the Juggernaut was a, an incredible character. Vinny, what's his name? The English actor. We've seen him in a lot of movies like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and stuff. He's a really cool guy. I like seeing him in movies, but we don't need to go back to that Juggernaut. Let's go ahead and keep the ultra big CG Juggernaut. I'm good with it. I Yeah, I agree. Now, what would you think about bringing X-Men? Like, how, how are they going to do that? Bring X-Men? Because you know Deadpool and X-Men, like, you actually see in Deadpool, too, where he's in the mansion and you see them close the door and all that sort of stuff. So you could see the hinting of kind of merging them together, or at least as best as you can. Um, how would they do that? I mean, what are your thoughts? I, I didn't read the comics that much, so what are you thinking? Yeah, I, 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 I came up with the whole movie idea, kind of a way to bring the X-Men into the current MCU as it is, but I wouldn't be bringing all of the X-Men in, right? So here, here's what I was thinking. We have Juggernaut, right? Um, let's just imagine that, oh, and, and in the next Spider-Man movie, you have Mysterio as the bad guy. I don't know what's going to happen at the end of that movie, but let's assume Mysterio is going to be locked up in a maximum security jail. Let's also say that Juggernaut's going to be in there together. They befriend each other. They escape from the jail. Maybe it's off like the coast of uh, New York. It's in the Atlantic Ocean or something, right? They go to New York. They go to Queens. Mysterio has some crazy plans because he's a very smart guy. He's using uh, Juggernaut in some way for a nefarious plot. They're doing their bad guy thing. Spider-Man gets word of it. He goes and tries to fight them off. He starts fighting them. As soon as he's about to get clobbered by the Juggernaut, all of a sudden, bam, Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead and maybe Nightcrawler, who I really like a lot. I like Nightcrawler too, yeah. Yeah, maybe the three of them come in. They rescue Spider-Man. He's knocked out, bleeding, almost going to die. So they take him back to the X-Mansion. And at the X-Mansion, you know, he's in a recovery room. He wakes up and Deadpool's there. So they start talking. It's really uncomfortable because Deadpool's weird and says weird, crazy things, you know, Uh, uncomfortable for Spider-Man. And then, but we don't see Professor X. And one of the reasons why no Professor X, because in this movie, I was tired of mindscape battles and talking mentally with other people. Screw all the mental stuff. Let's just stay physical for now. You know what I mean? That sounds brilliant. Yeah. So keep Professor X out and keep Wolverine out of the picture too. So you have Deadpool, Colossus, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Probably Yukio is there and Nightcrawler, right? So you've got all these characters now in the MCU. They go off with Spider-Man to finally defeat Juggernaut and Mysterio again. And then maybe they have a little end credit scene to where um, they hear about some crazy feral human up in the up in the woods of Canada, and that's Wolverine. And the next movie, they can introduce him. You know, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, so I put some thought into you, it. You know, <laughs> so that's what you did all day yesterday, huh? Good job. Yep, exactly. Eight <laughs> hours on this. Yep. I, I, as you know, and everybody who's listened to this in the past knows that I am absolutely not creative, and I think. That is great. I can't. I absolutely cannot come with anything better than that. I think that's a great, great storyline. I think that'd be really fun to have because you do have the mixing of both of them. Now, would Deadpool play into like? Is he a part of this story? Like, is he a good, big part in the story? No, 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 no. He's got to be a small role, and then potentially in future movies because we have a lot of stuff in the comic books history between Deadpool and Spider Man, and Deadpool and the X Men, and Deadpool and Wolverine. Also, uh, he could be brought in in future movies. You don't want like my idea is that this would be Spider Man three would be the introduction of the X Men into the MCU, um, and then so beyond that like in 2025 or whatever that's when you start doing more x-men and then more deadpool stuff very neat yeah, yeah i wouldn't I make watching... this a deadpool centric movie not to start with 
Yeah, I know Deadpool and Wolverine definitely have like Deadpool and everybody has a bunch yeah, of You're right. <laughs> everybody has issues with with Deadpool. Um and I like the idea that you have the meshing of Spider-Man in there too. I didn't even think about having Spider-Man in there. That's that's a great idea. Yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, what well, because he's got to come in with somebody. I mean, do you want, or not he, the X-Men have to come in. Do you want the X-Men with, like, Falcon, the new Captain America? That feels weird. Or, I don't know, even X-Men and, and Black Panther, that feels weird as well. But X-Men, and one of the things about Spider-Man, he's always known as the non-mutant superhero. So they can play into that. They can all talk to him and think that he's a mutant. And then, you know, I'm not a mutant. What are you talking about? I got these powers, blah, blah, blah. And and it would it would be a fun way, the non-mutant superhero meeting mutants. And that's the introduction. And we don't have to talk about anything in the past. They're, they never have to mention Dark Phoenix. They never have to mention Weapon X or anything. You know, you, you don't need any of the X-Men powers stuff at all and leave out the characters like cyclops uh that people don't necessarily like from the movies and then leave out gene gray who has all this baggage with her you know that we've seen from two movies and dark phoenix stuff you know what i yes i agree with that and what's interesting with with gene gray and the phoenix this is like the third movie is it it might be more but the third movie where they end with the phoenix flying and, like, they never get to the Phoenix doing whatever it's supposed to be doing. Like, the very first one was where Wolverine, like, the, the they go back to where he was born, or born, but, like, you know, the, injected with all the adamantium. And the water oh. crushes on her, and uh-huh. you see the Phoenix flying in the water. So that's one time. And it's just allusion or alluding to the Phoenix. And then the second time was with uh, Apocalypto, or what that guy's name is. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse. Um, yeah, so there's another one. And then this one, same thing. There's the Phoenix flying again. What? Just just make a movie about the Phoenix. Like, why do we have to keep... Oh, it's just... It, it, stop alluding to, like, at the very, very end. Oh, this is special. This Phoenix is flying. What? That's just dumb. Stop doing that. Yep. I agree with you 100%. So I'm glad that we won't be visiting this X-Men storyline anymore. Hopefully not, at least. And I'm really thinking that Kevin Feige, I bet you they asked him for his input on this movie, and he said, nah, I won't give any input. I'll just treat them when it's time to bring them into the MCU. I'll do my own thing with them, you know? So do you know how soon they're coming? Because I I think Disney bought them, right? Well, Disney bought Fox a year ago or whatever it was. They're going to be movies eventually, but I don't think Kevin Feige has announced, like anything about really what's coming up I and mean, we know obviously there's going to be another doctor strange another black panther another captain marvel but we don't know what the storylines or anything is going to be that makes sense yeah yeah man dude thinking of disney disney's gargantuan like that is a billion dollar obviously multi 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 billion dollar business they basically buy everything just like facebook just keeps buying other things and keeps getting huge and huge man disney is just phenomenally big it is. It is, man. Who who would have thought it all started with a mouse, like they say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they even own um, like even a small company like ESPN. They bought ESPN. They have many different movie companies. It's just, man, they are a money-making machine. I should buy stock in them. That's that's what I should it do. It would not be a bad idea, that's for sure. Yeah, so it, uh, with the thinking of Deadpool, how much do you think they should bring in Deadpool into the X-Men? Should Deadpool just be like a fun character that's on the like ancillary character outside of his own actual movies do you think he should be incorporated in these movies more no he he should be a, a small fun part that pops into the these movies but we need to continue with Deadpool 3 Deadpool 4 Deadpool 27 eventually because i love that character 
I, everybody. But he doesn't he need see, to be like the leader of the X Men or anything. If that's what you're asking. Oh well, he, they're X Force. You know, they're going to start X Force. So yeah, even that something. he doesn't need to be a leader in it. You know. Yeah, I get your well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he brings in so much money, so there's no reason why you wouldn't use him as much as possible. In my opinion, like just yeah. keep using him. Mm-hmm. Well, when when he's working with others, I mean, they are small parts in his big movie. I would just, I think it would be good if he was a small part in other people's big movies too. Uh, I guess you know, there's Robert Downey Jr. Though, I mean, in every Avengers and every Thor, he's play he plays a super huge part in every single movie. So, I mean, I guess maybe Deadpool has that kind of clout as well. I think. Well, it seems like Tony Stark is the um anchor to everything like throughout all the movies he is like the one anchor that would hold them all together now that he's died it's like that whole anchor is gone now they have to figure out some anchor for the next 10 years that they're gonna be doing yeah but the most annoying guy the merc with the mouth can't be your anchor (laughs) you can't be your anchor yes you need somebody that's solid that's going to be sticking around i don't know who that's going to be i am like we talked about looking forward to thor being with the guardian of the galaxy hopefully that that is a actual whole storyline that's going to be if they do that that'll be phenomenal i'll love that but i can't see any character that's going to be an anchor right now because you know there like you said there's falcon there's other there's other um other characters in there but i don't see the anchor yet but they probably have that in perspective um i'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with x-men bringing that in and basically just is the whole next 10 years i hope it's going to be good but i also am very curious hopefully it's just fox that did something like this saying this should be x women now like stop putting this stuff in the movie like just just have fun like let us just be entertained and like clown just dance for me clown don't do anything stupid you know what i mean <laughs> i'm paying you to dance clown i don't want to hear any junk that's exactly right, man. I agree with you. If As long as it fits with the story and it makes fun and it makes sense for the characters, go ahead and do it. But yes, don't do it just to appease some kind of narrative, appease the left or appease the right. No, screw that stuff. And the thing is, like, give us a great story. Like everyone said, oh my gosh, will a black superhero movie work? Will people like it? Yes, as long as you make the character compelling and putting him in put him in an interesting situation with a cool bad guy, any character can work, you know? Absolutely. I completely agree. Um I yeah, just having an agenda in movies is just getting so old. I mean, it's so irritating. Just stop t- trying, you trying see to see it. It, it takes you right out of the movie. They can't hide it. They can't put it in uh subliminally or sneak it in. It's always yeah. there. Uh and you know, of course they try to make uh, a big show of it actually they're not trying to put it in secretly you know like this line that raven used oh man absolutely it's it's like punching in the face and you know uh professor x is like uh are, are you are you are you serious are you being serious right now did you see i take a bullet in the back do you see i'm in a wheelchair do you see what i was <laughs> just yeah. like oh my goodness yeah. so but hey sad. we've talked about a lot of stuff we didn't like i do want to mention two things i really enjoyed out of this movie number one is nightcrawler his first scene uh, bam getting guys you know getting the people out of the spaceship that was really cool and then on the train when he picked up the knife was using his tail his tail to break necks and stab through necks and knifing guys and grabbing that chick and putting her in front of the train and then bouncing away i i loved nightcrawler in this movie 
I'm a big fan of Nightcrawler. I, ever since I you know, saw the comic books when I was younger, he was always one of my more favorite characters. Now, Cyclops, I was just like, eh, he's just okay. And I like Juggernaut because he was huge and everything. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Nightcrawler is somebody that I always gravitated to. I thought he was super, super cool. Um, Wolverine, obviously, he's another one. But yeah, really, I really liked seeing that. I see, Seeing him, instead of being timid, like he's like timid, he's like, let me just jump into it and actually just start killing people. So that was really good. It was great, man, yeah. And the second thing I really liked was the Dreadtickles. <laughs> what'd you think of those puppies oh my i don't know who that guy is i don't know if he's a popular character or anything but when his dreadlock started swinging around and grabbing things dread tickles was pretty cool that was really really cool now what's great is if one gets cut off you could just grow them back and you got more and <laughs> you're, you're totally fine absolutely man that was sweet but you know one thing that really bummed me out i think we are being with marvel and a lot of the current, the most recent movies in Marvel, we are coddled with incredible storytelling coupled with great action and humor. This movie, I did not laugh, maybe didn't even smile once. I can't remember any jokes in it or anything nope. that would be funny, no. Well, like, the one time was uh, Quicksilver potentially uh, saying, yeah, I did just about everything to save them up there on the space shuttle. That was the that- only thing that could have been funny. Well, yes, I agree. That was a, a, a little quib that just out of nowhere um, he says that, which is good. Now, a thing that with Nightcrawler was great having him. They should have had a lot more with the what's the fast guy's name? Flash Quicksilver. Quicksilver. There you go. Um, wait, Quicksilver. Isn't that oh Silver Surfer? Never mind. So Quicksilver. <laughs> I was yep. like that Silver. Yeah, but um, uh, Quicksilver. I was like, man, he's in that. Last episode where he was goes into the um, uh, mansion, saves every brings that was super awesome. Like they should have had a lot more of that, like throughout the whole movie. One hundred percent. He was the last two movies, Days of Future Past, when we get introduced to him, he breaks Magneto out of the prison, the plastic prison and stuff. That was incredible. And then, like you just said, um, uh, saving everybody from the mansion. He was the best part of the prior two movies. And in this movie, you barely use him for like two tiny little thirty-second scenes. They screwed up royally by not using him in this one. It would have been it would have been ten times more fun of a movie because it was like a bleh movie. He would have made it ten times more fun, even if it was like. 45 second scene you know what makes his character fun for us visually watching it is it changes our normal reality you know Mm -hmm. we are normally we watch things in in real time and when you see him moving just like in dc where is it the flash is that his name flash gordon no it's flash just the flash this okay uh flash gordon's a better character anyways the flash in dong of justice and uh was he in that one no he was in um Justice League, he was, you know, when you see him running, being 100% fast and just everybody, like time stops and everything, that's just enjoyable. It takes you out of, not necessarily out of reality, but it brings you a whole new reality. And same thing, each time I see Quicksilver do that, it's just like, oh, this is so much fun. Like, how is he going to do this? Look, that stopped and he moves this and what happens? And I just love that. I think the all the audience loves that being taken out of our normal reality to see something that's totally different. They should have done that a lot more. One hundred percent. They totally screwed the pooch on that. Yeah. No. That, oh well. But yeah. um, I was kind of thinking, man, they should have brought the Juggernaut in there. They, they had a couple other characters they could have brought in. But you're right, having the new tentacle guy that was pretty cool. That mind lady, the um, other lady, I was like, oh, that's kind of kind of hokey. Um, I, but I really like Magneto. He's always been a good character for me. Like I always enjoyed him. 
Yeah, and they always have some pretty interesting ways to use his metal powers, uh, you know, in the action scenes and stuff. And they did a good job with this one. I like it. I thought it was rather stupid pulling up a train, though. I was like, there's a bus right there or a truck. Like, why oh, do you yeah, got I agree. It was cool looking at the the idea behind it, but it's also useless. <laughs> <laughs> was, so or a waste of his use. powers, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that helicopter scene with he and Jean Grey, you know, fighting against it. I was like, yeah, that's kind of, okay, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, but there, let's see. I'm trying to rack my brain to see if there's anything that I really liked about it. Um, hmm. Just the Nightcrawler scene. That was fun. The little bit of the Quicksilver scene. That's the only thing that I really kind of liked. Everything else was just blah. Um, who's the guy that plays Professor X? Uh, McAvoy, name? James McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah, I, you know, he did okay as Mac, as uh, not McAvoy, as McAvoy, as uh, Professor X. I don't know. Well, he's always think, a good actor in any movie. I would definitely James agree. James McAvoy, yeah. Yeah, he's very believable. Yeah. Um, I just think that Professor X, the, his character, is not a good one to uh, revolve a story around. That's yeah, just exactly. That's why I said if we do a new movie, introduce him to the MCU, leave Professor X out. You just don't need those mind powers. There's so much more fun visual stuff instead of those mindscape, mind conversations, mind battles, you know? Yeah, whenever he goes in the Cerebro and, and starts doing all that stuff, I'm just like, I just don't connect. Like, yep. I don't know if it's connecting. It's just, it's so like that nebulous blob or whatever that 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 um, the main space bad guy cloud. space cloud thing. Just like it's just so gen not generic, just vague that it's just like oh, I just don't like it. Yeah. Now, if you have I something agree. specific like Quicksilver running and then saving everybody out of an entire mansion as it's being blown up, that's cool. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, some people might like Cerebro and you know Professor X in there. But you're right. Just leave him out of that. And I just, again, I got to go back to, they started with all the X-Men from the very beginning, um, you know, when they first started X-Men. And then I remember Professor X dying, but then his brain, you know, when when Jean Grey kills him, um, <laughs> she kills a lot of people at the X-Men. But um, his brain goes into somebody else who was dead. And now he comes back alive. And it's like, what happened there? Like, let's just stop that and start everything afresh. It's like, oh, come on. You guys are horrible. Yeah, they never continued with that story. And it's weird. Days of Future Past, right? You start with Professor X being Professor X. So like what you just talked about was the was in the third movie um, with Dark Phoenix, right? And yep. yeah, he wakes up in a coma patient's body with Dr. Moira McTaggart there. Uh, but then we come back, it's supposed to be 20 years later, the future, the Sentinels have killed almost all the mutants, and he's back in his normal body. They don't explain it. They don't bother explaining it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah so I'm going to be glad to get this out of Fox, just like Sony not having Spider-Man anymore. So much better Totes. getting back in the MCU. I'm I'm so much more happy. I, 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 I will... Now I didn't know that Disney was actually, or you know, MCU and Disney was going to be taking over like already. So I will definitely watch it again once, once no, not it again, but I'll because I will never watch this movie again. Just like I won't watch Apocalypse again. That was horrible. Yeah. Um, I will watch the next one if it's a part of the MCU. And you know what's interesting? This movie. I mean, we chose it because we thought it would be a big one. Maybe a lot of people would go see it. So hopefully our audience would see it and want to commiserate in our sorrow together, that kind of a thing. But, um. This was the end of an era, and I just kind of knew they wouldn't finish it right, so it makes sense that this movie has seen um, um, uh, 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 terrible numbers, right? Because people know it's not going to be any good, and it's ending things. There's nothing beyond this. Why go watch it in theaters? Why not just wait for DVD? That's my guess is why such dismal numbers. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they could have done so much more with it, uh, but oh well, this is just the way they ended it. And yeah. I'm ready to move on. I'm I'm done. And yeah. now here's what's funny. We usually talk about you know like favorite scene, which um I we could talk about that because I do have one that I like more than the others that sucked, like one that sucked the least. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um so but we talk about lessons and stuff. So here's my first lesson. This movie sucked, and I didn't get any lessons out of it. So ah. I, don't, I don't have any lessons at all, probably because my brain was like, oh, man, I just don't want to think about this movie anymore. So I don't have any lessons. Do you have any lessons? Yep. What you just now said reminds me of Billy Madison. Everybody in this audience is dumber <laughs> for having listened to you. So while we were watching this movie, our brains weren't working. Our neurons weren't firing. So we didn't come up with any lessons. But I do have one lesson, and this is it. If something isn't working for you, Cut it out of your life. So just like Magneto did with violence, he decided to, or violence and vengeance, he decided to go live in this hippie commune with other mutants, get the vengeance out of his life. That's exactly what we should all do. You know, maybe it's alcohol or bad influences, like bad friends in our lives or whatever it is. If it's not working for you, if things are going downhill because of it, cut it out. I think it's a great idea. That's yeah. that's but, awesome. But that is my only lesson, you know. <laughs> The only one that came to mind was when the dog was just barking incessantly, incessantly, whatever, you know the word, uh-huh. um, incessantly. The dog kept barking and barking and barking. I'm going to take a pistol out with me. Like if I, if my dog just barking its head off and it's not, I, I'm, I'm carrying a, a pistol and, or a rifle or something like that. But um, no, remember what we talked about last time? Get a hardcover book and a horse. Skip the guns, Dust. Dude, you are so right. I am so wrong. <laughs> perfect 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 <laughs> yep you got to just john wick it baby a pencil exactly. hardcover book and a horse exactly <laughs> so yeah so no no lessons from me i i was i would guess it was just kind of like ugh. i don't really want to remember this yeah. movie but, i don't even um, have a prop i want no me neither i mean there's there's the only thing that could kind of think of dreadticles would, the what the dreadticle <laughs> <laughs> dreadticle wig i guess there you go um Maybe Cerebro's helmet, or you know, the helmet for yeah, Cerebro. Yeah, but that looks so hokey. I wouldn't. It does. Ugh. No. Oh, I got it. I oh. got it. Magneto's helmet. I okay, would want. There's Magneto's a cool. Helmet. That's the coolest looking thing in the movie. You're right. Yep. I would take Magneto's helmet. That's yeah. Magneto's just cool. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. a yeah. And oh, he's uh, always character- in the comic books. And if you look in the comic books, he's like a 70 year old dude as buff as anything, too. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I like that. I think Magneto's. Helmet would be pretty cool. Okay, so what is your, or do you have a favorite scene? I mean, yeah, you could say that final battle. Okay, the the or, one favorite scene. I don't want to say the full train battle at the end, but just um, a Nightcrawler going all all crazy, seeing red after that one soldier dies, and then picking up the knife and killing all the fools. That would be it. Yeah, I think that whole train scene while the train was moving, not after. I thought after was just kind of hokey. You know, it was like, oh, okay, now it's all done. Like, this is the the climax here. But the whole train scene while it was moving, that was entertaining. Like, I was thoroughly entertained. It's like level by level, they had to go, you know, step after step. and Or the bad guys had to keep going. I was entertained throughout that whole thing. I thought that was pretty fun, especially when Magneto grabs all the guns and shoots it at it. And it's like, wow. And... Yeah, so I thought that scene was rather entertaining. I agree with you. Yeah, the whole scene. But if I choose one, part- is, so is that your selection for favorite scene? Yes. Okay. Cool beans. Cool, cool. So we um, and then when it comes to Monday morning quarterback, I mean, 
at the end, you're kind of fighting the X-Men and you're trying to get to Jean Grey and those alien things. And then all of a sudden, you got Scott coming in with his eyeballs. All you got to do to immobilize Scott, not immobilize him, but to get him out of the fight, is use your metal powers, rip off his... um his ruby quartz glasses because I'm sure there's metal in there holding it together. And then bam, he's going to have to close his eyes and he's basically blind now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Now you've Uh, eliminated Cyclops as a, unless they, unless they thought of this and now his glasses are just made out of plastic. It looks metallic. I don't know. Honestly, I think that's probably what it would be. Um, in my opinion, you know, they, they ran into Magneto before. That's what I would have done. Yeah. You know, you don't want to worry about that. So my Monday morning quarterback is, um, at the very beginning, they could have got rid of all this problems with this nebulous low cloud thing that was everywhere, uh, or at the beginning, um, is just send Nightcrawler in to grab the guy for two seconds and then jump right back out and then take off. Like, why did Jean Grey have to go, oh, you got to hold the ship together? And I was, What? No, just have him jump in there and jump out. That's all you got to do. You're right about that. Go just go directly to that cargo hold or just bamf from one part to the another until you see that orange outfit. Grab it and go. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what rating or what grade would you give this movie? Man, I want to give it... Uh, I'm, I've got to give it an F, man. I wouldn't recommend anybody to see it. You don't gain anything from this movie. I don't enjoy the characters. I don't enjoy the storyline. Story I mean, I almost gave it just a D because it was meh, but because it's so meh and I'm never going to watch it again and I, I don't recommend to anybody to watch it, I give it an F. I think this is the first F we've given on the podcast, huh? Together. I think last week you gave Godzilla an F and I gave it a D. Or maybe you I gave said it a D-, D minus. D minus. Okay. I gave it a D minus, yeah. Yep. Okay, you're right. So we both give it an F then. Well, I give it a Z. Oh. <laughs> it's even worse than that. At the bottom of the alphabet. The bottom of the alphabet. Negative 26. Uh, well, if if anybody does watch it, you know, I, I would actually say, you know, an F is... I give it, honestly, I give it an F plus because there were some visually fun things to watch, mm-hmm. um, like that last train scene. So it's a little bit better than the flat F, um, but the storyline was path- uh, atrocious. I mean, it's yeah. horrible. That one scene, that, that one scene, and then you have um, Quicksilver just a little bit. There's some good good things in there. So it's not an uh, F minus, which I thought I was going to give it, but because there were some enjoyable parts, I give it F plus. I gotcha. If it had a good... 30 second 45 second quicksilver scene i would have probably given it a d minus yes yeah make you a little more enjoyable but you're right and there was no another thing movies should learn you should make the audience be entertained as well with fun things like funny jokes and things that are enjoyable i mean you should have learned that a long time ago yep 100 percent. oh did you watch that Kramit episode from uh junkie screen junkies before you watch this one i sure did Oh, good. Yeah, so did I. And it primed me for this, and I'm happy I watched that. Instead of going back and trying to watch all the movies again, or or at least the last two movies, that was all you needed to get you set up with this one. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And I, I was I was fully caught up, and I was like, okay, I did. You know, I saw all the other movies. I thought I might have missed one in the middle there. But yes, um, mm-hmm. totally, totally good to watch that, to get brought up to speed to watch this movie and get completely let down. Cool bean. So before we discuss or share our movie for next week, is there any last minute stuff on Dark Phoenix we want to mention? Nope, I'm good. I, I okay. think I've ragged on it plenty. Yep, me too, me too. I feel the same way. So I chose this movie and I wish I hadn't, but I did. So Dust, what are we learning <laughs> from next week? We're going to watch and learn from The Dead Don't Die. Bill Murray movie, you got to watch it. 
what 100%, you know, it has Bill Murray as well as Adam Driver, who I'm starting to like a whole lot more. He's the guy that plays Kylo Ren in the new Star Wars movies. And it has Tilda Swinton and Steve Buscemi. It's like an all-star cast zombie movie. I'm looking forward to it, too. I'm glad you chose it. Dude, I like, I didn't know Steve Buscemi. I like him. He's fun. He's a good actor. So I'm glad he's in it. Yeah, well, I'm just looking at the movie poster. I haven't seen any previews. Just you see the names on the poster, some pretty cool names. And yeah, sounds good. Yeah, honestly, just any Bill Murray movie. I mean, it, it, although there were some ones, like when you went to Japan, I was like, dude, this is so boring. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There, there's some bad ones. But since this is going to be a funny one, I'm looking forward to it. And Steve Buscemi's in it. It's great. The Kylo Ren guy, I like him. He's actually a really good actor, too. Or at least I find him to be a good actor. So, yeah, let's do it. Cool, man. Sounds good. So that's what it is next week, everybody. The Dead Don't Die. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend. And of course, you know how we feel. We both gave it an F. You know how we feel about Dark Phoenix. We would love to hear your thoughts. And because we weren't fully focused and tuned in, we only came up with one lesson total. We want to hear your life lessons. So please leave a comment at watchandlearnpodcast.com slash pod 51. Alrighty then, this has been Sky. And this is Dusty. And we will return next week with The Dead Don't Die. Don't die.